It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show, and that's what we like doing. Every Monday and Thursday, we do the Luke and Pete Show. What a beautiful ditty. Yeah, it was. I was hoping for a better end, but, you know, sometimes dreams don't come true, really. No, I, I do really enjoy when I'm in the car on my own making up songs yeah, as I go I, along. Because you've got a lovely voice, and I think oh, um, come I'd, on. Quite, I'd, quite enjoy, um, I'd quite enjoy hearing some of those Stop songs. it. No, carry don't on. get political. Carry on. <laughs> Uh, Are you um have you seen these clips of uh, Neymar playing for Al Hilal uh in the Asian Champions League against um I think Mumbai City or something? I can um, I can I no, you say what you're going to say because I've well, got, I've, I've got something to say about this. kind of like these superstars heading to this league. You've got to look like you're interested. Like you've got to look like you're trying. It's a very foul that, jamboree, isn't it? It's just I mean you, you're getting paid a lot of money You've got to you've got to pretend like you're running as fast as you can, especially for those playmasters. You, you can't just. It looks like um, it looks like masters football. It looks like um, that five a side uh, league they used to run on Sky Sports at like one a.m. or something. Which was great, by the way. I don't really remember. I only ever saw like replays of it, and it was mainly Jason McAteer. And I went to go see really it. I was caught it. once. It was so fun. Did, did did the ball come out of the ceiling? It's a good question. I think the ball used to come out the ceiling and then drop in the middle of them and so, they just sort of challenge for it. The thing I wanted to say about the Neymar thing, mm. and for those who are listening who aren't football fans, basically Neymar, one of the world's biggest football players, was playing for Paris Saint-Germain, got snapped up from by Saudi Arabia, Arabian club because they're chucking a lot of money around the game at the moment. Obviously took the, uh, the king's shilling to head over there mm. for a frankly disgraceful amount of money. Anyway. The thing I hated about it and thought there should be some kind of punishment, did you see that he flew there on a private 747 with three people on it? <laughs> well, and, you don't know what cargo he had. He may have been transporting some big things. If he had come out saying, I understand what you're saying about the environment and climate mm. catastrophe, yeah. but there's a crucial amount of cargo on this plane and I'm going to show it to you now. Yeah. That's and- fine. And he opens up the belly. It's, it was one of those big beluga, um, one of those big beluga. Oh, sometimes um, cargo, they've got another plane in them, which is amazing. Cargo planes, yeah, amazing. Um, and and they lift off the nose, and what comes out is fifty three dead dolphins that he's killed himself. <laughs> and they go, look, where are we going to get del- dolphin meat in the middle of the desert, dickhead? Those ten thousand, got... those ten thousand penguins that died in Antarctica, just, they just they just all spill out. Did you see that story? <laughs> no. Basically, what, they, what, um, what business do they have dying? A great. Um, 
another great chapter in human history mm. uh, is that uh, <laughs> a huge chunk of ice in Antarctica broke off and it broke off at a time when the penguin mating season wasn't finished and so none of the juvenile penguins had developed enough oily fur and feathers to survive right. and mm. 10,000 of them died. That's that's a lot. That is a that is a proper troop. That is, that is you you could eat for days. How much more of um how much how much better a metaphor is there for what's happening than that? Yeah. So basically you... the sea ice underneath where the chicks were all nesting yeah. uh, melted and broke apart um mm. and 10,000 of them drowned or froze to death. Right, it, what, it, I, but I imagine it didn't happen almost immediately. It just probably just, oh dear. I mean, and and the thing about penguins is they look quite morose at the best of times, don't they? Like they, they just seem like they just seem like a bit lost anyway. They they sort of flap about and they look quite listless and confused don't they, at the best of times. So, have a go at what, them. Watching these little guys. Get respect for the dead. And like, so at what point does? I mean, presumably there was some human observers of this situation um and is no so it, it, was, it, it was observed but it actually happened late last year right and it, i think it's only just come to light because it was it was uh, noticed by satellite data i thought it was just like like there were human observers like you see in the in the wild where something horrific happens and you can't intervene you, you can't really intervene so yeah. i just thought it might be like that like they they watched them, and, but they, even though it was a man-made um, iceberg situation that had broke off, um, it wasn't man-made. What are you talking about? I mean, as I said, the situation that would dictate that the um, that the, the ice sheet would break or whatever. Happened, oh, he is caused by man. No, was like caused said, by yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Sorry, presumably, yeah. it would be a bit rich not to get involved at that point when all those poor little penguins. So what I'm imagining is someone running onto that bit of the ice and throwing them over the gap. To their I don't, yeah, sadly, there's no yeah. one around. Right. So they couldn't do that. They couldn't even rescue a handful of them, yeah. which is a shame. <laughs> but what is in, what is horrific about it is that I, when I saw this story, I noticed that emperor penguins are currently categorised by the International Union of the Conservation for the Conservation of Nature okay. as, as near threatened. So, hmm. so basically, there's a scale, and I might have talked to you about it before, um, where it's. Um, you know, it's, it's. I think it's least concerned, near threatened, vulnerable, mm. endangered, critically endangered, extinct in the wild, then just extinct. Right? Mm. They're mm. the um, the categories, and least concern is the one above near threatened, and penguins are near threatened. Right? There can't be that many of them. Right? Surely, just by just by definition, there can't be that many birds. So, so apparently, so here we go. This so apparently the total population of emperor penguins mm. is around five hundred ninety-five thousand birds, all spread around Antarctic and the Antarctic Circle. That's not enough. Ten thousand just gone in one go. Yeah, yeah. We can't be losing ten thousand at a time. That's crazy. No. So like, it's it's actually quite a seismic event from that point of view as well. How many eggs do they have? How many viable eggs do the penguins? I think they only do one at a time, don't they? Bust out. Mm. Now you're asking. Oh, now you're really stretching my uh, no, my wildlife knowledge. knowledge. Right. Yeah, I'm not really sure, but um, it's not a, it's not a great situation, is all I was going to say. And and on the interventionist thing, that came up the other day. I noticed because um, so do you know? Um, have you heard of a um, a Tom Wolfe book called um, the Electric Kool Aid Acid Test? No. So it's a non-fiction book um, about by Tom Wolfe, who also wrote. Um, well, he's written a load of stuff. You'd probably be familiar with some of his work. He's written things like um, he wrote the right stuff about the um, 
the um, astronauts and stuff. Mm, mm, and he wrote, uh, he's written loads of stuff. The, the writing stuff actually really good. I didn't, I didn't think the electric cooled acid test was actually that good, but um, he, um, he he's almost like a um, a gonzo journalist, right? Like mm. a new journalist, new journalism stuff. So basically, he goes and he kind of experiences stuff and he writes about it. Yeah, mm. and um, he wrote a book, like I said, called The Electric Kool-Aid Acid Test. I think it was that book. And he hangs around with a load of psychedelic types who just taking LSD all the time and all the rest of it. I think I'm right in saying he took a lot of flack, because this book was written in like the 60s. He took a lot of flack because he witnessed, I think, a quite serious sexual assault. Okay. But he didn't intervene because he said he was a documentarian. He couldn't. Mm. And obviously people were saying, that's absolutely horrific, right? You, 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 some people basically understand to be saying, you need to intervene here. And then it came up again in a really much different way of, if you want to call it art creation. Have you heard of a TV series called Below Deck? Uh, what, the, the TV where they're um, on a yacht and stuff? Yeah, and it's basically following the crew around these super yachts. Right, okay. Who are looking after these ridiculously wealthy clients who are just mm. horrific. But, have, you, have you seen it? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. And so um, apparently fairly recently there was a situation where a woman was drunk and passed out in her bed. Mm. And a guy who was also drunk tried to, got naked and tried to get in the bed with her. Right. And the cameraman stopped him. Yeah, damn right. Yeah, you said you can't do that. Yeah. And so he intervened there. But what I'm saying is the same principle, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's, yeah, massively. I mean, it's not, you know, a God-given right to just stand back. You know, that, that very much has to be part of your, you know, it's, it's not a... I mean, you ha- you have to get involved, truly. Yeah, I, I think so. I totally think so. But I'm, I'm yeah. just, I'm just when you talked about intervening in stuff when you're documenting things, mm. I just thought it was an interesting example. Of course, mm. it's much more important to you know say save a life or to do whatever than it is to to stand back and go, oh, yeah, I'm an artist, man. But it's, it's um, like when you it's like when you see me playing with uh, matches. He's got. You I won't intervene. You, you distract. Something he's got to learn. You distract me with some shiny paper. <laughs> I, was trying, I, was, I, was, I was burning my fingers. I mean, talking about, you know, pre-holiday um, burning a little while ago about my um, pot noodle uh, experience. I was, um, Sammy's got a real interest in grabbing hold of the end of my shoelace and swinging the uh, shoe around. Yeah. And um, the ends get rather frayed. So I was trying to sort of cajole them into a, a, a point so I could get them through the, through the, through the holes of my trainers. Um, and so I had them on the hob. I was kind of melting the plastic in the hob, and, yeah. I, and I was sort of like pulling on the ends of them to 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 form the plastic melting into like a a spot um, and uh, do a fine point. And uh, I just kept burning my finger, and I was like, oh, "That really hurt! Oh, I'm not going to do that again." And I was like, "I can't. I'm too lazy to find anything else to, to protect my hands." So and, and so I did it a second time. I was like, oh, "That's even worse." Oh. And then I did it four times. Did you get it done? Yeah, I've got burn on now. Burn my, but the my job's finger. been done. Yeah. But whatever like, it takes. Whatever, whatever it, it takes. takes. Whatever it takes. I've just got to get it done, yeah. Good what, for you. What price can you put up here on, uh, what price can you put up on fashion? <laughs> my, father, my, my mother and father-in-law have got a dog who goes crazy with shoes every time you get home. Loves, loves to spin them around. He just picks around. up a shoe, any shoe in his mouth and goes mad for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lukey Moore, yeah, we were talking about this last night on uh, on the WhatsApp group. Um, would you like um, a couple of examples of Hulk Hogan's lies? <laughs> oh, so this is a, this is an amazing phenomenon which I wasn't really that aware of. So, can you give people mm. context because they may not know? So, there may be people in your life that 
tell tall tales. Um, I mean, I love a story. If I'm in the pub and I've had a few beers, exactly, I'm yeah, away. Yeah. But they're frequently not about you. They're frequently not about the things you've achieved. They're frequently not about um, things that you've done in your life. They're, you know, they're just stories. And, you no, know, everyone knows how mediocre I am. <laughs> <laughs> they call you out on it. Um, no, so Hulk Hogan is a man who will not stop telling lies about his past. Like, he is one of the world's most famous men. He's a man who's grown up very much in the public eye since he was, you know, in his early 20s. And yet he still thinks... He's able to tell massive, provably false lies to to everyone who will listen. He's getting on a bit now, and he just feels very comfortable talking absolute baloney. I'll rate all it. Of... I'll rate it. Just do what you want. Do you've got to the stage now. What, you know, you, like, well, you get false like... truth in it. He's very Trumpian. You know, he's yeah, in you Florida. Older... He, he, I think he's a Trump supporter. Like, he, uh, you know, he'll. He, he doesn't matter. He like, and, and no one's gonna. No one's gonna. He's, and he's richer than hell after the uh, Gawker incident. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, though, even in the um, that shows you, doesn't it? Without being too earnest, it shows you um, the damage can be done by people in massive um, positions of power. Mm. normalising this ridiculous fucking behaviour. this nonsense, and, yeah. And giving people a licence who are otherwise just quite dickheadish just to do yeah. it themselves, right? Do it and like, I, yeah. I, think, I think there's an element to it with Hulk. When people get to a certain age, they just don't give a shit anymore. Mm. And yeah, so there's that as well. My granddad's a great example of it. I went to see my granddad about two weeks ago. The first thing he said to me was, you've put on a bit. You better sort that out. I'd sort that out if I were you. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, Grant. How are you doing? You know, they don't care. So there's a bit of that to it as well. But I mean, right. this this clip you sent me was fucking hilarious. So Hulk Hogan did an interview with Muscle and Health magazine, which, um, you know, I'm not a big Muscle and Health guy, uh, but I presume men's health <laughs> is up there as the best. But Muscle and Health seems like a bit of a bottom feeder. Covers it off, though. Covers it all, all the covers things it off. So. Muscle and Health. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's 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 pretty insane. Like Hulk Hogan has a reputation for just lying all the time. But even for Hulk Hogan, uh, the, the the clip in question, which we'll share on socials, uh, is uh, is even uh, better than what he usually um, pulls out lies per minute. Anyway, um, he basically spoke about this child who died before he wrestled at Wembley Stadium. Um, <laughs> he's now saying that this 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 a child died at Wembley Stadium after Hulk Hogan could smell. That the boy was dying <laughs> when he was wrestling at SummerSlam in the at Wembley Stadium in the UK. Um, ignoring the fact that that's demented behaviour anyway, and demented thing to say, smelling death and all that stuff. Um, he he wasn't even at SummerSlam night. <laughs> he didn't even wrestle at Wembley Stadium. He goes on to say that he brought Simon Cowell over to do the wrestling album. He wasn't involved in any of that. Um, and so uh, there are some incredible stuff. That, uh, that 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 Hulk Hogan um, feels very comfortable, just sort of absolutely bashing. Doesn't through. he also say like he 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 topped the Billboard 200 charts for like eight weeks or something? As yeah, well? yeah, absolute, absolute nonsense. nonsense. <laughs> so like absolute nonsense. Album. So it is, it is a few favorites. It, it you know, these are his kind of boilerplate like classic ones that have been disproven so many times. Uh, Hulk Hogan claimed that he was offered the main role in the movie The Wrestler three times. Uh, the director Darren uh, Aronofsky uh, then responded. Uh, saying, for the record, the role of the wrestler was always Mickey Rock. It was never Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> and, I, you know, I don't know where that it, came what, from. Imagine if Hulk Hogan was in that fucking movie. <laughs> It'd just be Brother. absolutely ridiculous. Absolute It'd be terrible. Nonsense. Yeah. Um, in Hogan's second uh, biography, My Life Outside the Ring, he claims to have wrestled 400 days out of the year. 
<laughs> he claims uh, it was from flying back and forth to Japan, which added days to his year. <laughs> Um, absolute shit. Uh, Hulk Hogan claims that uh, so he, he, Hulk Hogan, like when he first started, he wasn't really interested in wrestling, but he was a he was just like kind of a beach bum, like he was a California beach bum, and he, or maybe Florida probably. Um, but he um, was in like a rock band and he played bass. Anyway, he said that uh, he was supposed to play bass for both the Rolling Stones and Metallica. Uh, both bands have denied this rumor many times. Lars Ulrich said uh, on the Howard Stern show, "I don't know Hulk Hogan." <laughs> um, um, Hulk Hogan said he used to fight pride fighters in the 70s, uh, which is obviously, you know, UFC uh, before it was UFC. Um, but pride fighting didn't have their first event until 1997 when Hulk Hogan <laughs> was very much a, a, a pro wrestler. Uh, Hulk Hogan said that he partied with John Belushi after WrestleMania 2. Uh, John died in 82. WrestleMania 2 was 86. Um, uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan claims to have brought Simon Cowell uh, to the United States. He said he wrestled at SummerSlam 92 at Wembley and noticed an empty seat in the crowd. He noticed that a sick fan of his had died uh, Simon helped him make a song about it uh, he wasn't at SummerSlam 92 Hulk Hogan has said that Mike Tyson was too scared to work with Hogan in WCW um, uh, Hulk Hogan said that he um, had a match with uh, Antonio Noki in Japan uh, Hogan beat him up so badly that Noki died but got brought back to life via CPR after the match he only died last year I mean it's good Stuff. Um, uh, Hulk Hogan claimed that Elvis Presley was a Hulkamaniac. Um, <laughs> uh, Elvis died in 1977 before Hulk Hogan was even a thing. Um, it's all strong, strong lies. It's just, just do you think he's just got into a situation where he um, he's been just told what he can do so often that he can do whatever yeah. he likes. He um, he can he just doesn't he's just got no perspective anymore because apparently I remember reading way, way back in the day. That he claimed that you know he had that kind of brief period in Hollywood where he was an actor. He did like Mister Nanny and yeah, Suburban Commando. Yeah, mm. he didn't he claim that he wrote all the scripts for those. <laughs> yes, he rewrote them. Yeah, he it's like you fucking did it. Yeah, you did it. Like some of this stuff. Like he, I mean, bearing in mind he made a lot of money out of that um, sex tape. Yeah, he made um, and he also didn't he make thirty million dollars from that Gorka lawsuit. Yeah, that was part of it, wasn't it? Oh, the, right, the, the okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, with okay, Bubba the Love Sponge or something. That was mm. that was the guy. Wanted the Howard Stern sidekick. Um, yeah, he 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 made an enormous amount of money out of that. And like, if he's just throwing out absolute lies, like he's got some deep pockets. Could he not? Like, could you not? Like, no, like none of that happened. I'm suing you for lying. No, but no, but I guess about my smelly dead child. He's not libeling people though, is he? He's just making himself look like a prat. Yeah, well, you know, he's mentioning, you know, people. He said that Mike Tyson was too scared to fight him. Mike Tyson needs, you know, weed money. Mike Tyson's not going to sue. Mike Tyson does not need any money, and there's no <laughs> way he's suing Are him you for sure? that. Because like he's got like I, Mike Tyson seems like a man who hasn't got a lot of scratch. He does a lot of mad stuff. You know yeah, think? I think he's, but I think he's got like a pretty successful set of businesses, hasn't he? And he's got like right. A, okay. I think he's quite. I mean, against all odds, I think he's actually quite successful. Old Tyson. Right. I like um, it when I like it when he doesn't realise that Hasbro's a um a grown man. I like it when have you seen it when um when he have you seen that video that meme video where he I mean, Rory can stick it on the old socials where <laughs> some guy, I can't remember who it is now, is talking about his favourite hip hop artists. Right. And uh and he just listed all these classic hip hop artists from like the eighties. And uh, Tyson just cuts and goes, You give love a bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think it's Dana White from um, UFC, and, he, and Dana White just goes, "That's uh, Bon Jovi." And Tyson <laughs> just sat there. 
<laughs> I want everybody um, to be cool. Is Pesci still with us? Did he die? Yeah, no, nah, he's knocking about, yeah. He's knocking about. He doesn't do anything, does he? He's I mean, baby. he looks mental now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He Good looks stuff. like... Um, he's, mm. he's. I think he does still do stuff. He was in The Irishman, I think, wasn't he? He was in The Irishman, yeah, he was. And he's in, he's in a new a new film coming out um, called Day of the Fight, apparently. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Which is the guy who... Um, do you know... Like the the best character in Boardwalk Empire, mm. Richard Thingy, the sniper from the World War, First World War. <laughs> yeah. That. yeah, he's now a director. Right. It's a guy called Jack Houston, and he's directing a movie called Day of the Fight, and Pesci's in that. But he oh. doesn't do an awful lot of stuff. I, I, don't know what the, the I saw about. him in the street around the corner from uh, my house once. Did you? Yeah. What, in Soho? Yeah. I was going to say, well, was, not in Leon Say. I think it's. <laughs> He's called it Leon Sayer. Um I think um, I think he was in a in, in a theatre play around the corner. See that That's story it's... about um, back in the day when um, in Beverly Hills. I want to say it was Robbie Williams mm. was heading to some big party at a house in Beverly Hills. Yeah, and got his driver just to park a car in front of a driveway. Yeah, and um, it turned out to be Joe Pesci's driveway. Right, okay. And Pesci was like, next thing you know, he came out and Pesci was smashing the shit out of the car of a golf club. <laughs> and he was like, this is like proper like life imitating art. <laughs> so I good. guess you're on his, um, the, the, the neighbour next door, um, not one I know, I think is the one who left uh, an aggressive note about um, the dogs barking. Oh, who um, was that? Have you found out who that was? Yeah, they've got some ideas. Um, they've put Bastard. a big sign on their, uh, they've got a big sign on their, um, they've, they've got like this drop curve and the back of their house has like a little sort of garage. But they yeah. never use it. There's, there's no car in there. Um, but they've seen fit to put a big sign up, really ugly sign saying, uh, um, "No parking in front of the uh, in front of the drop curve. No parking in front of the uh, in front of the garage." Um, but they've ne- we've been there for two years. They've never used it for cars. They've never ever used it for cars. Yeah. They, they, it's a it's a it's a greenhouse basically. And um, and the the thing that makes me laugh is that he. He only put that sign up because he doesn't want people parking over the drop curve that he exclusively uses for his own car. Yeah. So he puts it in front of the drop curve and the curb and he makes it look like you're allowed to park there because no one knows whose car that is. Do you know what I mean? So if you're yeah, driving past, fine. you don't go, oh, you can, you can park there because there's a car in the car. I see what you mean. In many Either ways, use it's the it or don't crime. use it. You know what I mean? It's the perfect crime. It's the perfect crime. But, yeah, uh, he gets away. You should, you should fucking... Get in, get get in his grill and do it part there yourself. Yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I think I all did that when when I first moved in. But um, yeah, it's it's just usual kind of like passive aggressiveness. Any uh, more news on the um, on the on the woman who uh, enjoys putting corns out? Oh, she, she's still you know, doing it, mate. Still doing it. She's still doing, still doing it. it. I couldn't believe it the other day when Mimi sent me a video of her, of her doing it again. <laughs> she's doing it again. It's outrageous. It again. It's absolutely outrageous. Her next door neighbour's got like three kids. Mm. Who need the need the spite? It's just anyway. It's just it's just dreadful stuff. Buttered sausage. Buttered sausage. But anyway, right. Let's, let's get some let's buttered sausage in the break. And when we come back, sausage. we're going to do some but more buttered sausages, aka vaulted buttered sausages, electric sausages, batteries. Mm. Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're back with Looking Pete Shaw. We've got the um, lovely, tidy little feature I like to call... The boys of the battery brands. If you find a battery somewhere, do let us know. Take a picture and uh, you have to... Um, own the battery. Is that fair? I think that's what... what yeah, you have, to have, about you have battery, to have custody of it, for sure. Um, Chris says, uh, Hello. I don't know why it's taking so long to send this in, but the battery from my insulin pump is surely a new player. The Sweel. Uh, it's an annoying little fucker that you can't easily buy replacements for if uh, it runs if it runs out while you're out and about. Um, it's half double-A-sized. That's weird. Yeah. I'm, I'm liking it though. Before. I think it's allowed. I think it's allowed. It's uh, yeah, it's it's yeah, half double air sized. I, I I don't know if that's 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 uh, official, but um, yeah, Suil, um, and it, it's a it's a it's a strange little sort of shape. Why didn't they just make it a little bit bigger? But I guess yeah. But good luck with the old insulin pump. No, I mean, yeah, that, that was that's another bit of admin that's quite worrying because like, I wouldn't know where. Uh, God, it's like how would it? Could you just eat the insulin? You pop it in your mouth? <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know. But if you if you look at it the battery hurt. that um if you look at the battery that our friend Chris is sharing, it's mm. got a URL on it, Pete. S O O I L dot com. Right. Shall I have a look? Yeah, I've I've been to that website and I'd love to I'd be fascinated to hear what you think about it. Right. S O O I L dot com. Yeah. Um It's coming through rather slow and that usually means it's oh yeah, it's Korean. It's Korean. Sort of heading around there. Can you read anything on the homepage? No. Okay. I can translate with Google Translate though. What's no, it saying? I can't. It's an image. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? Um, first of all, before we get to all that nonsense, there is a brand new player. We've never seen that one before. A new player has entered the game, Chris. So, I hope you didn't do yourself a mischief um, taking apart your insulin pump because yeah. that's not what and, we would want. And I would say that this is the. It's the name of the company that does insulin pumps. So it's not like just a battery brand. It's a. It's a. It's a company branding up their own brand. Are we happy with so, that? Yeah, I think that's fine. Especially because they, uh, whoa! Look at that. That looks sexy. I want one. It looks like a. Um, remember those talk boys that um, um, uh, Macaulay Culkin had in Home Alone mm. that would repeat what you said. Yeah. The Diabacare 2S. It looks like a little camcorder. Great stuff. Right. That looks fun. Sorry, getting distracted <laughs> by insulin pumps there. Um, it's a new player. Congratulations to you, Chris. Sexy. All right, um, we've got a message from Dave. Hi guys, while well, enjoying another helping from Stack and the the Stack Pod buffet at work, I noticed a random battery sat on my desk, and I have no idea where it came from. The closest explanation uh, I have is that my dad, the previously mentioned American airbase pirate, is trapped in oh, yeah. a parallel. Di- remember when he got the shits and just like <laughs> yeah. hit his videos? Something um, is trapped in a parallel di- dimension, like Matthew McConaughey in Interstellar, and somehow willed it here for me to find. We present CT Guantacel Super Heavy. J. 
Duty. It's a tiny, tiny triple air. Uh, I love the design. It looks like um, the kind of battery of the Green Goblin, who we yes. spoke about before on the show. Um, That's fair. Uh, we're always talking about him. Uh, yeah, is it a new player? What makes the battery super heavy duty? Because so many of them seem to say that. Is it just like yeah, a Yeah, I mean, it's super heavy duty, but the actual form factor is super little dainty. Yeah. Mm. Um, surprisingly enough, actually, David, yeah. it's not a new player. Um, <laughs> I thought it would be. I was convinced it would be, but it's actually... You know, the um, the CT Guantasel Super Heavy Duty has been set in twice before oh. by George Quinlan way back in 2021 and by Adrian in July of this year. Oh, so um, oh. they're not new players, I'm afraid. Um, Dave, I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, so, so that's sorry. one of those things. But unfortunately, so um, that's how it goes. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on to um, Stuart. <laughs> Email title. It's definitely a new player. I'll tell you for once, Stuart, it fucking isn't. I found this beauty <laughs> when my daughter decided to change out the double A's in her Polaroid camera. I got very excited. No one else shared my enthusiasm. Me neither, to be honest, Stuart. Uh, my eyes lit up. My hand moved fast. My wife rolled her eyes. That fucking podcast. I imagine that's how she spoke. And they they're Australian, a cigar over the, the wall. Oh, they're Australian. Yeah. That fucking podcast. <laughs> fucking. I was fucking galars. Um, uh, my daughter was confused. She wasn't in the know. I said, oh, it's a poem. I've just realised. I thought you were doing the poem. No, that's just the normal cadence of my talk. Let me do it again. Um, my eyes lit up. My hand moved fast. My wife rolled her eyes. That fucking podcast. My daughter was confused. She wasn't in the know. I said it's for the battery list on the Luke and Pete show. That shit is pathetic, grumbled my wife. <laughs> I, mumbled, I mumbled something back about leaving my life. <laughs> I said it's a new player. I'll be a friend of the pod. Luke will check the list. Pete will give it the nod. I present you for scrutiny the wonderful pear deer. Has there been a more beautifully crafted en- energy vessel? It <laughs> doesn't even rhyme at the end. <laughs> I think he was going to go back and replace that with a, yeah. with a rhyming world. Um, um, uh, please say it's a new player on the list along with fuck you, Shannon. He got a new player. Um, um, oh I'm just gonna, before I tell you, I'm just going to remind you the of the scene line. is so typically Australian. I said it's a new player. <laughs> I'll be a friend of the pod. Luke will check the list. Pete will give it the nod. It's the 44th pair, dear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could have got number 50. You could have got number 50. 44th time yeah. to charm. Yeah. Sorry about that, mate. That's two birthdays in that. That's yeah, two identical birthdays in there. Stuart, um, your marital... Your marital issues are your own. I'm with Shannon on this one. Yeah. He's a nightmare man. That fucking podcast. That fucking podcast. Uh, quickly before we go, i just got to squeeze this email <laughs> in because I promised I'd do it. Um, huh. It's from our friend Neil. And it's, about a go- it's about a ghost granddad. All right, cool. Um, um, along the, uh, the, the popular theme at the moment for seeing ghosts. Hi, guys. I've got a ghost story for you. I didn't actually get eyes on my dead granddad. <laughs> But he still popped in to say goodbye. In 2003, my granddad was in hospital with only days to live due to the fact that he was suffering from bone marrow cancer. I got home one day after visiting him and went to my room, rolled a joint, and put on the Fast and Furious on DVD. (laughs) Yes. Don't laugh, Peter. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Get home and... Uh, the Fast and Furious DVD, smoking a big J. Get it on. Watching Fast... Get it on. Some lovely extra features. Within minutes of putting the film on, we had a power cut. So right. I sat on my windowsill smoking, and then I noticed it was only our house with no power, as the whole street was still lit up. So my dad checked the fuse box, and nothing had tripped out. Then after about five minutes, everything comes back on. Exactly the same time, the landline rings. It's my nan. My granddad had died. He was an electrician. Cheers, Whoa. Neil. That's a, that's a great twist, right? That's a good one. I, look, I'm willing to believe. I'm putting the bit I of want to tape believe. on my window. 
I'm wi- I'm willing to believe. Putting the red lamp up in the window, I want to believe. Lamp- <laughs> uh, there we go. Oh, I thought we should end with that. Story. A very poignant I, look, story. That's the kind of ghost. It's, it involves electricity. <laughs> it involves the Fast and the Furious and smoking a big doob. Fantastic. My, right, mum, my mum maintains that um, yeah. when her grandfather died, he was my great granddad, and I was only about 10 or 11. Yeah. She said she had a dream the night before mm. that her granddad and her were walking down the street, and her, a bus came along, and her granddad got on the bus, mm. and she tried to get on. The granddad said, No, you can't get on. Oh. And the next day, right. she found out he had died. Now, I don't know if that's true, but that's yeah. what she said. That's wild, though, isn't it? That's what, what your brain does, isn't my, it? My, my, my great-granddad, my mum's granddad, the same guy, did a really lovely thing to her as well. He said um, to her, when he kind of knew the game was up, he said to her, I'll come back to you as a Robin. Mm. So every time nice. you see a Robin, you know that I'm there looking after you. And we had that passed down our family. So every time I see a Robin now, I still always think, oh, that's my great-granddad. It's quite a nice little gift to leave to a, a young person, I think. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, on that note, I agree. No citizens here, buddy. Love that. All right then. Um, every time you see us, we'll be a dirty pigeon. <laughs> yeah, we'll exactly. You see two car. pigeons together kicking off, and one of them's got a gammy foot, and the other <laughs> one's taking a shit. That's Luke yeah, and Pete. That's the Luke and Pete show. Yeah. Two scabby little pigeons eating a chip. Yeah. Um, right, we'll be back on um, Monday. Yeah, we just did battery brands, didn't we? Uh, yeah. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, if you found any pair deers uh, in any uh, electro- electronics, just, just pop them pop them down the toilet. Um, and <laughs> and, and through, the, through the wonders of modern technology and pre-recordings, mm. um, next show we do, presumably yeah. you'll be back from Japan so we can learn all about that. Yeah, I'll have had my um, silicon legs flitted off me. Keep them on. (laughs) Get them surgically grafted on. Keep them on. All right, then. See you Um, later on, guys. Thanks a lot. Shut up. Have a good weekend. Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.